Welcome to Body Sculpt of New York Six Weeks to Fitness Podcast, where we hope to inform, motivate, encourage, and inspire you towards living a healthier lifestyle. And now, here's your host, the president of Body Sculpt of New York, Vince Ferguson. Hi, I'm Vince Ferguson. Welcome to Six Weeks of Fitness, episode 139. Thank you so much for tuning in. Joseph Gotch is a world champion handball player. He started his athletic career at the early age of four years old. Coming from a highly competitive and athletic family, it was no surprise that Joseph got an early start in sports. His father was a professional skier and rugby player from Austria. And his maternal grandfather was a professional bowler. Joseph was extremely active growing up, participating in soccer, baseball, swimming, skiing, bowling, tennis, and basketball. His passion, however, was handball. Joseph started participating in handball in middle school, just bouncing the ball off the brick wall on the playground. He helped forge interest in the sport during his high school years, attending two CUNY handball tournaments and earning second place finishers back to back. As his popularity and following began to grow, he knew that he was destined to be an integral player in growing the sport of handball worldwide. And here today on my Six Weeks of Fitness podcast to talk about his professional handball career and more is Joseph Gotch. Joseph, how are you, man? Hey, Vincent. Doing good, man. Thanks for the introduction. I really appreciate it. No, man. Thank you for coming on the show. But before we dive into your handball career, let's talk a little bit about your personal life, okay? All right. Where where were you born, and what was your childhood like? Well, I was born and raised in Bayside, New York, right here by uh, Flushing, Queens, pretty much. And, um, you know, I would say that my childhood is, kind of similar to most kids' childhoods, you know, no, you know, carefree, you know, having very loving parents that sacrifice a lot of things. So, you know, I could take advantage of opportunities. Um, you know, they really cared about uh, health and fitness as well. So they always wanted to make sure I was highly active and, um, always had a lot of fun. You know, I was always a happy child. So for the most part, that's, that's basically how, you know, I remember my childhood just having a lot of fun, you know? Yeah. Uh, how many siblings do you have? Well, sadly, I'm an only child. Um, yeah, I've always wanted a, I've always wanted a brother or a sister. Just uh, wasn't that lucky. You can't just ask for one. And <laughs> it comes true, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. You know, but out of all the sports that you were you were exposed to growing up, like skiing and basketball and baseball, soccer, swimming and more, you chose handball. Any particular reason? Well, I felt like I felt like handball had a lot of love, and um, for for people and people didn't have a lot of love for handball. You know, everyone loves a everyone loves the bigger sports. Everybody wants to be involved with the bigger sports. Yeah. But handball, I felt like, was also such an awesome and unique, and uh, it was different, and. Um, I guess I fell I fell in love with the challenge because not a lot of people knew about it. You know, it was a difficult sport to uh, improve on. And hmm. me personally, I was always frustrated because I felt like since I knew how to play the other sports, 
and Sutambo wasn't categorized as a as a respected sport like the other ones, right? That I should automatically be good at it because people were talking so much crap about it, hmm. and it was the opposite. <laughs> you know, it, it was very difficult. It's so hard to improve. And I think that's what kind of hooked me into the game because it was so difficult and I kind of wanted to feel like, you know, I can't walk away from this game unless I feel like I mastered it, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How long have you been playing? Right now, I've been playing for, I want to say, definitely 10 years now. Definitely about 10 years. Um, when I was in middle school, with, I was in middle school, I graduated middle school, 11 years ago, 12 years ago. But when I played handball in middle school, it was kind of, you know, the game we used to play growing up, we called it Asses Up or Suicide. Yes. Yeah. But you, you, we all used the handball. and We would throw it at the wall and you would try catching it. And if you couldn't catch it, you had to run to the wall. Yeah. <laughs> so that's when I was first exposed to, like, the type of ball and the way that it bounced and the sound that it made, it was awesome and cool. And you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Wow. Wow. So now you're, you are a professional handball player. So you're not like a, an average guy in the street playing handball. Like, you know, like, like I was, but you're a professional. What does it take to be a professional handball player? Honestly, you just got to get out there. You got to try competing with all the players, get your name, get your name out there in the community. Um, Obviously, you got to play a lot every day. You know, me personally, I, I love playing. I'm addicted to the game. So I would play almost every day that I can. Like If, if it's warm outside, I'll play. Yes. And um, believe it or not, even next week, there's, a hand, there's one more handball tournament outdoors in West Forth. Really? And uh, yeah, and we're playing Steamball. You know what Steamball is, right? Explain that for my listeners. All right, so steam ball is another version of handball where basically you boil water inside of a pot and uh, you bring a little, you know, like a portable little kitchen tray that can kind of maintain that temperature outdoors. And, um, yeah, so basically the heat that the boil, boiling water gives off inside the handball, there's like a chemical reaction inside that basically makes it, it basically makes the handball bounce very, very, like, crazily. Uh, bounces higher, it bounces faster. And you have, like, four or five balls in the pot, so every couple of points, because of the, the, the coldness of the air, you know, you always have a hot ball to play with. Mm, wow. And it's called steam ball. It's called steam ball. Different variation of handball. A lot of fun. Awesome. Really? I know when I was playing, like I shared with you before we started the interview, I used to go to different parks throughout the, you know, throughout Brooklyn, basically, uh, just to challenge people because I really love the game as well. But again, not to the point where I made it a profession like you. Now, can you make a, can you earn a living playing handball? Well, right now there's a lot of talk about the sport because I still, even me personally, I still feel that we're in the infant stages of where handball should be because it's been around for such a long time. Um, so, you know, there's a lot of things that are going on within the community where we're all trying to work together because everyone has a common goal where one day we do see handball being recognized as an extreme sport, kind of like how baseball is and football and all these amazing sports. Uh -huh. So right now, 
Um, Handball doesn't have, well, you know, like a salary of a professional athlete. But a lot of players do have their own methods of making handball, whether they have their own little connections when they talk to, you know, hometown uh, communities and sponsorships and mom-and-pop stores, stuff like that. So it's a good start. Definitely a good start. Are you are you um, sponsored by any companies right now? Yeah, right now I'm actually working with a company called The Real Night Food. And um, the CEO, a very nice guy named Sean, he uh, graduated from the same high school I went to. And he actually grew up playing handball himself as well. Yes. Wow. And, um, you know, I do, I do have a connection with Tiger Bomb. I keep in contact with them. They're always very nice. And they're always giving me brand new products to try out to uh, help me out with my workouts and to keep playing the game. Uh, Quest Nutrition, another fabulous company. They're always helping me out. Perfect, perfect. I actually um, had one of the founders of Quest Nutrition on my podcast. Definitely. So, oh, wow. Very, very uh, Tom Bilyeu. So I'm very familiar yeah, with, yeah. with Quest, and I also enjoy the bars. So do you? are you also focusing on growing your social media presence? That's another way of getting more recognition. Yeah, most definitely. I feel like social media nowadays is the number one, number one way of marketing anything. You know what I mean? Yes, for sure, definitely. And I know I saw some of your um, handball, your some of your um, tournaments, some of your play on uh, YouTube. So I came, I became familiar with how you play, which is really dynamic, you know. And do you mostly mostly play singles or doubles when you compete? Well, I love singles. You know, I like feeling like all the weight is on my shoulders. There's no excuses if, you know, I make a mistake. You know, I like, uh, but a lot of players, a lot of tournaments, they love hosting doubles. Really? They absolutely love it. Yeah, they love it because there's so many players that want to play. So to get more people involved, you know, two-on-twos is the best way to do it. Um, but to get your name out there, if you really want to get your name out there, you have to be a great dominant singles player. So it's it's tough. I agree. I agree. And singles is tough. <laughs> singles is tough. Yeah. You know? But if, you're play, but if you're playing doubles, you have to depend on your partner to be just as good as you or better, right? Or if not better, yeah, because as you know, playing, there's two different sides of the game. You got a, you got a strong power side and you got a sports side. And the support side is difficult because it's much more mental than the, than the power side. Power side is kind of like aggressive, you know, brute force yes. as well. Support side is kind of like playing chess. You know, oh, you got yeah. to set, set up your partner for the appropriate shot. You got to be standing in the right position. You got to, it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's different. It's a different game. A lot of strategy, huh? A lot of strategies. Very, it's mentally fatiguing at some point. And you mentioned mentally. Now, talk about that. How important is mental toughness when playing a handball? Oh, it's, it's ridiculous. When um, growing up, when I when I played soccer on a travel team, you know, at least you had the you had the uh, the team support. You know, everyone was going through the same thing as you, so you you kind of felt like you know. The, the whole world wasn't on your shoulders. You know, you had a whole team, you had a coach, you know, you had a, you had family there, but handball is a different animal. You know, you're on the court, you're by yourself. 
You know what I mean? Everybody's against you. You know, it's you against the world. You have to motivate yourself. You got to make, you have, you have self-determination. You know, you, it's, it's different. You know, your, your, your environment, everyone's much more aggressive. Um, it's, it's, it's different, man. I wish the words I can't even think of right now to explain the difference of the two. Yes. Yes. Is there a lot of psychological warfare going on? Your opponent trying to psych you out, stuff like that? Oh yeah. I mean, I remember the times where, uh, see, uh, right. I had a good friend of mine. His name was Oscar. Uh, right before he got married, I bought tickets to see the Bulls the next game. Uh, not, not row one, but we were pretty close. Right. And, you know, when you're watching basketball on TV, you don't really hear the players speak. Right. 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 It's only the, the commentators. So as I was, as my friend and I were watching the game and we're really like close to the court, we can hear the players, you know, talking a lot of crap to each other. Really? You know? <laughs> yeah. And, you know, me personally, I love that because that's, that's a competitive nature. You know, everybody wants to win. And um, in the handball courts, it's just like that, but I feel like it's amplified because, um, you know, you're outside in the parks. You know, there's no it's, – it's still, like I said, handball is still in its infant stages where there's no infrastructure and people can still say whatever they want. They can really get in your head and dig it under your skin. But then that, that's what I'm saying. Like, you as a player, that mental toughness, it's, it's, it's a different scale. It's a different scale on the handball court. It's, it's, it's insane. It's nuts. It's a lot of fun, though. It's a lot of fun. <laughs> Okay, so that you enjoy that type of uh, that type of competition, that type of back and forth, you know, back and forth with the other players, a psychological. Oh world. yeah. Do you engage in it. it? Do you do it as well? Oh yeah, of course. There you go. Course, That's I what I'm looking it. for. <laughs> <laughs> excellent, excellent. Now I also know that you represent Team Austria, as opposed to the U.S. Why is that? Well. My father was born in Austria, and um, handball, since it's still fairly new, uh, Austria just started playing the game. Ah. So it's very interesting because um, right now I still, I still do play for Team USA. I still compete when I internationally. I still compete for Team USA. I do want to start representing Team Austria. Because I think it's awesome how new countries are getting involved with the sport and how a lot of kids all over the world are starting to see, like, how much fun the game is and how much exercise you really get from playing such a simple game that's, you know, easily accessible. So I, I reached out a couple of years ago to the, I want to say, I, wanna, I don't want to say the owner of the team, you know, because there's a lot of people that are involved with the game. But I reached out to one of the guys and uh, I talked to him and I said, "Hey, look, I really wanna, I really wanna start, you know, meeting the players out there. I want to see if we can set something up, so I can start trying to help you guys out." And I guess I reached out in a pretty sticky, you know, sticky time because um, he just had a son born and he was busy, you know, taking care of the family. But it's still it's still something on my to do list. You know, I want to be able to travel the world a little bit more, be more hands on with the sport outside of the U.S. and help the game grow. Now, who did you beat to become world champion? Um, this took place in 2018. So the way handball works, 
for for the world for our sport. Uh, it basically it started taking place around the 1960s. I'm not sure if it was on 1960 or 1961, 1962. But basically, every three years, we have different countries host the worlds. And I guess you could say it's our version of the Olympics because uh, our sport isn't quite there yet. But we're aiming for that. You know, it's one of our goals as a, as a community to reach the Olympics one day. So I never knew about the worlds. Um, I never knew where they took place or, you know, how, how to get involved with it. So I had a good friend of mine. Uh, his name is Herman. He's actually one of the one of the world world class athletes. He has a bunch of titles. He travels the world. He's a, he's a great advocate for the sport. He said, "Hey Joe, listen, man. I mean, we have you should join the world. It's once every couple of years. Uh, this one is taking place in Minneapolis, Minnesota, so it's nearby. So you know you're not traveling across the world for it. It's a good opportunity. And um, you know, a few members of the United States Handball Association also said, hey, listen, Joe, you should try and compete. And I said, you know what? Let me give it a shot. I never competed before and on that level. Um, a lot of people from all, all over the world are traveling to it. I thought it'd be pretty cool to meet new people, you know, build my brand a little bit. So, you know, I ended up meeting a lot of players from Ireland and Australia. Uh, people from Japan came by. Really? You know, it was amazing. Yeah, it was amazing. And, um, you know, I had the privilege of playing a lot of these players in the event. But in the final in the final event, I ended up playing the best player from Minneapolis. And his name was Dave Schiller, a lefty. Great guy. Really? Great guy. Yeah. Wow. So and he so he was the he was the world champion prior to you. Actually, he, no, he was not. He was actually uh, he was just a contender that he's competed before. He loves the game as well. And I guess him, just like myself, he said, let me give it a shot because you never know what can happen. Let me just go and give it my all, right? Right, yeah, yeah. So from from that tournament, though, you became world champion. Yes, from that event, I became world champion. Wow, man. And how long do you keep that title? Is it year to year? Well, given the fact that the event is once every three years, you know, I would, uh, I would assume that it's, held on to until the next event, which is going to be in Ireland. Wow. You're going there? Absolutely. Whoa. Going to Ireland to play handball. Isn't that amazing, though? Isn't it amazing how the, how the sport has grown? I mean, really? But my next question for you is, have you had a lot of support from your family um, playing the sport? Oh, yeah. Of course. My, my family is my number one supporters. You know, they always support everything that I do. They always have my back. They always encourage me. And um, my uh, my grandparents, they're from Baltimore, Maryland. They were telling me, Joey, no matter no matter what sport you play, I'll be watching the TV because I want to see you play one day. <laughs> wow, wow, man, that's awesome. So there is no there is no uh, handball in the Olympics right now. As of right now, nope. But is your is your goal to kind of to help? steer it towards in that direction correct absolutely i feel like there's a lot of there's a lot of potential wow man that's great i guess it's just a matter of making the right connections going forward and i think social media can help you do that too yeah i believe you're right and i really hope that uh you know a lot of people within the community start taking the same initiative oh yeah most definitely i really love what you're doing now 
what about your friends? Do you have a lot of friends involved that kind of support you along this journey? Yeah, you know, actually, a lot of my closest friends, they uh, grew up playing handball as well. And um, they're also, I wouldn't say they're as competitive as I am, as in, as in they don't go to tournaments and, you know, they don't try and get the name out there. But when it comes to the handball course where we practice, you know, everyone gives it their all 100%. So it's it's awesome. It's a lot of fun. Wow, man. Excellent. Now, let's talk about your exercise routine. Because to play competitively like you're playing handball, you have to be in, I think, tip-top shape. What type of exercises do you do to, to stay in shape for handball? Well, you see, um, it's tricky. So a lot of people always think about, you know, what can they do to get stronger? how to make their swing stronger, and everyone always focuses focuses on the training. Lately, lately, I've just been focusing on the recovery and, you know, like preventative type of uh, stuff. So I've, um, I'm very grateful that I have such a great coach and I have such a great team of people who do a lot of research and had a lot of mentors before them that have also put a lot of time and effort into reading and to studying the human body and how it works. So me personally right now, I'm focusing more on the recovery. So this is what my weekly routine would kind of be, roughly. So I would try and get a massage as often as possible. So there was a time, there was a time where I would get massages five times a week. Really? Yes, because as we all know, we all know the benefits of massages and how important it is to keep the muscles nice and supple. So nutrition, proper hydration, and all these things that you put into your body can properly be absorbed by your muscles because you're always, always, always overworking them, especially in handball. I mean, you've played the game. You know exactly how strenuous it could be on all your joints and all your muscles. Yes. So it's, you know, it's very, very important. And um, on the side of massaging, we also have something called a gua sha tool. And um, it's basically like a, imagine like a, imagine like a silver piece, like a, like a, like a metal piece tool, like a fork or a knife, like a butter knife type of edge where you are basically sand, it's like sanding over wood, but you're kind of scraping over your muscles you know, very nice and gently. And what that does is it basically helps the body recover the scar tissue in the, in the areas that you're applying the pressure of the tool. Uh-huh. So, so that I also love to do with my massages. I feel like they go hand in hand and it helps the body eat away at the scar tissue because scar tissue can form on top, of it, on top of itself, on top of your muscles, on top of your joints. And it can cause a lot of future problems. So I take care of that. Um, obviously, you got to take very good, dense, you know, nutritional vitamins. You got to yes. eat right. You know, I um, I have an infrared sauna in my house. I take that very seriously. I have the sauna every day. I stretch every day. And um, ancient ancient Chinese medicine, like cupping. I don't know if you heard of cupping before, Vince. Um, no, explain that. (laughs) 
So cupping is similar to back in the days. I know the African-Americans, they would take horns off of animals and they would, you know, apply a lot of heat to the, to, uh, to where the surface was. And basically it would pull blood to an area where you apply, you know, the cup or the horn from back in the day. You would apply it to an area where you feel a lot of tension or you're sore or whatever the case may be in which you want to apply that to that area. It would basically bring all the healthy blood to that area. It would basically bring a bunch of, you know, new hydration, new oxygen, vitamins, nutrition, anything that's going circulate, circulating in your body, it will bring it to that location. And then basically it would pick up, it would pick up all the dead blood that is stuck in that area and it would help heal the area. And once you remove the cup, it would kind of disperse a little bit and it would try to carry out all the toxicity that's stuck. That's awesome. Do you do any any strength training at all? Well, um, I'm going to get back into strength training this winter. I actually, it's very difficult to kind of play handball excessively and kind of work out at the same time. I tried doing that, and every time I tried, every time I felt like I had a nice rhythm going, I would always get some type of injury or some type of, you know, some type of thing that would kind of hold me back from wanting to compete. So at that point, I told myself I had to make a choice. Do I just want to play handball and do I want to just get better at that? Or do I just want to focus on strength because it's impossible to do both. It really is. No matter how, no matter how well your nutrition is, no matter how, no matter how many massages you get, you got to let your body heal in between both. Yes, yes. And that's why you focus on recovery more than anything else. I see. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Well, you got this down to a science. And you mentioned your team. What kind of team do you have around you? Well, I have a great team. You know, um, it, all, it all starts with uh, my family, for one. You know, I consider them part of my team. Great. You know, they're, they're my motivators. You know, they're the ones that keep you going. You know, um, my coach, his name is Vaughn Parker. Great guy. He was uh, he was a bodybuilder at one point, and and he um, throughout his career being a bodybuilder, he also studied you know massage therapy. He 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 read a lot of books, some nursing books, and you know he he's a great guy to have in my corner, in anyone's corner really. He's he keeps he keeps me he keeps me grounded, and you know he keeps me focused. And because of him, I also. I'm able to maintain this level of uh, athleticism because he keeps me in good shape. Nice. And obviously, I, I would love to include my good friends at the park. You know, I don't want to single any names out, but, you know, my park, 162, that's where I play at. And a lot of them always keep me on my toes as well, and I have, to, I have them to thank for that too. Okay, perfect. And that's in Bayside, Queens? That's in Bayside, Queens, yes, sir. Are you ever in uh are you ever in Brooklyn or Manhattan? Yeah, I'll be there next week. And um when I was in high school I used to travel to Brooklyn a lot because I was part of the handball team and just just to get the upper edge of my opponents I would go to like Bay Ace Park. Right. By Cropsey. And yes. a lot of amazing players there. A lot it's 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 cool. It's it's great. 
Well, I definitely would like to see you play one day. You know what I'm saying? I definitely. You're in New York. We got to get together at some point when you're playing, so I can just roll out. Hell yeah. And check you out. That this would be something I want to do. Hopefully, but when it gets warmer, because it's kind of cool now. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> kind of cool, yeah, kind of. <laughs> kind of cool, man. But what's next on on your bucket list, though, as world champion? What's next on your bucket list, Joseph? Well, um, I'm very excited for next year. You know, 2020. There's a lot that's going on behind the scenes, and I don't want to give away too much. You know, but there's one thing that I'm there's one thing that I'm, I'm I'm happy about my um my buddies out in Minneapolis, Minnesota. They just so happened to create the first ever one wall handball walls right there in the city. Really? So that's going to be very exciting. We're going to be hosting a, a kids clinic next year in the I think in the springtime or the beginning of summertime. Really? To introduce the game. Yeah, it's gonna it's. It's amazing. So that's just one of the things that's on the agenda for next year. The game is growing, man. It's it's yes. wonderful. Yes, and you're basically an ambassador for the sport. Yes, sir. I'm 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 doing my part. I'm trying my best. You know, one one thing that I do that I'm proud of every year is called the Children's Sports and Fitness Expo, and I do that in June. And I, we actually, it's my, my organization is a not-for-profit called Body Scope of New York. And we, you know, introduce kids to about 20, 25 different sports activities free of charge. It's a one That's big, crazy. a big day, a big expo day. So you and I have got to get and kind of stay in touch before that time. And maybe you can come out and do some handball demonstrations with the kids, you know? Oh, man. How, yo, Vincent, that'd be awesome, dude. I would love that. No, we got to stay in touch, man. And we're going to definitely do that. And I'm going to do my best to get this out um, in the next few days, by early next week, so I'll, I can let my listeners know who you are, what you're doing, and so I can invite you to come out. But I definitely want to see you in action, man, you know? Hell yeah. Oh, I can't wait, man. That sounds awesome, dude. Okay, great. I'll stay in touch with Brandy, so through her, I'll let you know. But then again, we'll connect, We'll connect. you know, for sure. Of course. Of course. So let me just say, Joseph Gotch, on behalf of Body Scope of New York and Six Weeks of Fitness, I truly want to thank you for coming on my show. Yo, Vincent, thank you for having me, man. I really appreciate it. Oh, man. And to my listeners, I truly hope this program was informative, encouraging, and inspiring, and that you will continue tuning in to our Six Weeks of Fitness podcast. And if you have any questions, comments, or suggestions for the show, please leave them on my Six Weeks of Fitness blog at www.sixweeksoffitness.com or email me at vince at sixweeks.com. Take care. Bye-bye.